0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. When you are in the strong presence of God, Some breakthrough shall happen. And when you are in the presence of God, the faith will rise up in you so much in the presence of God. And not only that, the anointing, the power on your body. So you need to take advantage of that condition when the presence of God is so strong. That's what happened to me. I was worshiping the Lord, and the Holy Spirit came on me while worshiping. I mean, that worship team is not as sophisticated as this one. So simple. This one is much more, like, sophisticated. (laughs) Very anointed. Over there, just simple singing, But the anointing was so strong because people were so hungry. So when the Holy Spirit came on me, suddenly, I have so much faith. And God told me, the Holy Spirit told me, pray for Pasadena because Pasada struggled with certain symptoms that we could not explain from the uh, medical point of view. And she travel a lot. So we fight spiritual warfare a lot. I suddenly, the faith rose up in me for my wife and I command her symptoms to go away. I did not tell her that I pray for her, but after the service, I think on the airplane, she told me, it's interesting. My symptoms were gone. Maybe pass the can chair a little bit.
1: Good morning, brothers and sisters. I would like to praise the Lord and thank God so much that His Word is real in my life. About two years ago, because of the traveling that Swift a lot, like back and forth, so much Chet that... Lack. Because of the jet lag, I experienced that I... At first, I could not sleep, and sometimes I could not sleep for you know a few days, and I was so tired. But I'm getting better. After that, I developed the symptom of um, I would cough, but not cough, cough like that. You know, not like having a cold, but something inside urge, and then I had to cough like <coughs> like that, and all day long, and or sometimes it take a lot of uh, many. Maybe um, like 20 minutes, you know, I would do that. And also, not only that, I could not sleep very well, my heart palmed. When I went to bed, my heart palmed like so fast and I was not feel good, you know. And later on, not only that, when I went to bed, but in, during the daytime too, that my heart would palmed. And I was thinking that, oh, because I did not have enough sleep or I was too tired, from the traveling or I was tired from my daily work or something. That's why my heart piled. And sometimes it pounds so fast. I would think that, oh, probably I have a heart disease or something. And because of the cough too, sometimes I went to bed. My body felt like I did not have enough oxygen. So it's like cold. You know, like um, it has a symptom of tickling or cold on my body. But I was patient and pray and hang on and keep serving God and try to do everything I, uh, that I used to do. And also, one thing I want to share with brother and sister that not only myself, but I encourage brother and sister everywhere in the care group and everywhere that please come and be lay hand on. Come to be laid hand on when the pastor wants to lay hand on you. Because the Holy Spirit will come upon you and will impart to you something good. Something good. You know, sometimes it's amazing that God wants to give you good things, and then you walk out. And you did not want it, even though God wants to give you something that you don't know. I don't know either. You know, God said that if you cannot figure out how the baby is growing in the womb, you cannot figure it out God. So just do what he said. <laughs> you know. So I would come out every time when I go to mission trip, if there are five services, I would be lay hand on five services out there. But the one in San Diego I went out for only three times because the room was so packed. I did not have room to stand or sit. <laughs> so I missed two times, but I got lay hand on three times. Basically, I want to encourage brother and sister that God wants to give you good things. Come in. It's an opportunity. We're still alive. We still can walk out here. We can, still can come and still can receive. Why not? Right? I want to share with brother and sister that after this trip in San Diego, all my symptoms went away. <laughs> I. I have to tell you that I am so happy. I am so happy now because I do not have to go to bed with my heart pal. And I did not have to go to bed with my body feel at times. Like, what happened? I'm under a blanket, but I'm so cold. It's like I'm lacking air or oxygen. And Mm -hmm. also, I did not cough all day long. You know, a few weeks ago, Tai Yong out there concerned, they said, Pida, you okay? You you know, have to gone to see the doctor. Pastor Lau is in fact he is getting the doctor for me to check if what happened to me. But if he make appointment I would go. So that the I doctor said that yet. there's nothing. <laughs> you haven't.
0: <laughs> I believe in God. <laughs> yeah.
1: So brother sister, God is so real. And it's the best thing that we follow him and Amen. follow his word. Every morning I would get up and say I am blessed. I am called. I am healed. I am whole. I am safe in Jesus' Jesus' name. (laughs) Highly favored, anointed, filled with God's power. Amen. (laughs) Something like I say it every day. Brother and sister, what do you want? You get up and say it. I am blessed. I am whole. I am healed. I am highly favored. Amen. 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 Yeah. I <laughs> pray that every single one will be blessed and will be healed and will be whole Amen. and will be so highly anointed. Amen. All of us. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Pastor Dar. I agree with Pastor Dar that we should call ourselves what the Bible called us, and every day we wake up and call ourselves. I'm highly favored. I'm blessed. I am anointed. I'm victorious. I'm more than a conqueror. You need to call yourself that way. And again, you need, you should love the presence of God and feel yourself whenever the presence of God come on you and the faith rise up. Whatever happened, you call by faith. That miracle, the breakthrough will come. That's why I love the song. Oh, the glory is here. Yes, God's glory is here. I can sense His mighty presence in this very atmosphere. Now, so whatever you may need, You just reach out and receive, and say it's mine. I take it now. Amen. That's what happened in San Diego. When the presence of God came in that room and on me, and my faith rose up. And I say, in the glory now, I call the healing for my wife. You have to go, all the symptoms that, that bother her for a few years have to go right now. And because of faith and the presence of God, miracle happened. Amen. Christian who understand about the glory will love to be in the glory. You will not run out. You would like to go to the revival service. And you would like to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Today... I would like to read a lot of scriptures. I, today is more like teaching than preaching. The Lord spoke to me many months ago and gave me this sermon. And I waited and eventually God say it's a time to deliver this sermon. It's more like a teaching style. The reason I teach you this is because the Lord loves you so much. And I and Pastor Da love all of you so much. I can do something else. I can enjoy being a surgeon and being a doctor, enjoy my own life, but I decide to become a pastor because the Lord loved you and I loved you, and want to take care of God cheap and I believe that this teaching is one of the important keys to your future to your blessing and uh, success and the favor of the Lord in your life. So I want you to listen carefully. Again, I'm going to read many, many scriptures and I will explain each scripture at a time. The style today will be like a teaching style. Romans chapter 1 verses 1 to 5, the sermon today is about walking by faith, a key to success. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures regarding his son, Jesus Christ, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus was not just a mere man, he was the son of the living God in the form of a man. Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, through Jesus, we are celebrating Christmas. The purpose of Christmas is not just exchanging gifts, but is to remember this, Jesus is a real person, he's not a fairy tale person. In The book somewhere. He is a real person 2,000 years ago. Through Jesus and for his name's sake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles. All of us receive the grace from God to do something for him. You can be in the worship team. You can serve God in the children program. You can do something to preach the gospel. You have the grace of God for salvation. But listen to the last sentence here. To the obedience that comes from faith. Everyone say obedience. obedience. Everyone say faith. faith. Do you know that when you put faith in God, your real faith will show up in your action, your obedience. When You really value the grace of God. You say, God, you love me so much. I have faith in you. How can we tell a person really have faith? You see the action. You see that he takes action of that faith. I was willing to become a pastor in year nineteen. 88. Thank you so much. I'm confused about the year. I began to be a pastor in 1988 when the Holy Spirit came to me and talked to me that why don't you start the church? I took action of faith by doing it. Obeying the command of God. So faith and obedience always come together. If you say you have faith and you don't practice, you don't really have faith. Romans chapter 3, 20 to 26. Therefore, Again, I'm going to read a lot of scripture. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. I'm going to explain to you about the law and the grace. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. God gives the law here to study. We study the Bible so that we know what is good, what is bad, what is sin, what is righteousness. This is kind of manual book to understand what is right and what is wrong. We can be conscious of what is wrong. But now, a righteousness from God, apart from law, has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God. Everyone say, I'm righteous." righteous. You are righteous people. You are the saint of God. Comes through faith in Jesus Christ. To all who believe. There is no difference whether you are Chinese and Thai, Laotian and American. If you believe in Jesus, you are righteous by faith. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. I'm going to explain to you. God presented Him as a sacrifice of atonement. The Father presented Jesus 2,000 years ago to die on the cross as a sacrifice of atonement for all of us through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice. At the present time. So as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Everyone say righteousness. Righteousness. Everyone say faith. Faith. Everyone say grace. grace. Okay, what the Bible tried to say here, let me explain to you. This is a reality of life. All of us are not perfect. I sin. You sin. I make mistake. You make mistake. You make wrong decision, sometimes you are rebelling against God. You are not perfect, I'm not perfect. There is no way at all, we all going to be righteous on our own observing of the law. We break the law on a regular basis, including past allow sometimes to break the law of God. Here, break this law. So, I cannot be righteous by my own ability, by my own power, by my own action. Or strength. I can be righteous because Jesus paid the price of the sin for me on the cross. And He gave us the exchange. He took my sin and He gave me righteousness. Why Jesus have to die? Because of the justice of God. When we sin, we face death to be fair, to be just. We're going to face death. But somebody by the justice of God died for me and you. And because of his death, he paid for you and me. We receive by faith. Because of his grace, his mercy, he died for you and me. Therefore, I can be righteous. And the righteousness is a position I have through Jesus Christ. I receive that grace of righteousness by faith. In other words, today... We cannot be righteous by observing the law. And not only today. In the Old Testament too. No Jewish people can be righteous by observing the law. No one is perfect. We all make mistakes. Amen? So we are righteous by faith. And we want to follow the law as much as we can. But we still miss it sometimes. We still break it sometimes. Because we are human beings. But by the mercy of Jesus Christ, we can be righteous. Come to this point. Some people will say, okay, it means that no more law. I can gamble. I can cheat. I can watch pornography. I can get drugs. I can cheat my wife. I can corrupt. I can lie. I just goofy. No more law because I'm saved by grace. Have you ever heard people say that? Yes. People say, no more commandments today. The law is over. No. The law is still here. The Bible never said no more law. Let me read to you, confirm to you. Romans chapter 3, verse 31. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? You are walking by faith, depend on grace. Not at all. Who say that? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit asked Paul, to write this scripture. We don't nullify the law. Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. The law is still there. But we cannot make it by ourselves. We cannot follow the law by our own strength. We still break the law off and on. I break the law too. Because of His grace, even though I break the law, He forgives me and I become righteous. But I cannot uphold the law by myself. I need the grace of God. But does the, the Lord say, burn the Bible, no more Bible? No. We still need to read the Bible. We need, still need to know what is right and what is wrong. Are you clear with this? Are you following me? Are you going to fight with the Bible? I hope not. Okay? I just want to be clear because there are teachings out there in society, in the world. That say that there is no more law now. You can do whatever you want. Let me continue. I can read a lot of scripture. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, or you become righteous. Justified means you become righteous. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. We are saved because we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. What do we confess? We confess that Jesus is my Lord. The word Lord in the Greek language is curious. The word Lord Mean you are my master. You are my king. You are the owner of my life. He is not your servant. He is not here to just give you a job and girlfriend and boyfriend and do whatever you ask him to do. No, he is your master. Even the devil and fallen angels And all evil spirits believe that Jesus is Lord. But they don't confess. And they don't treat Jesus as Lord. They treat Jesus as enemy. Who is a real born again Christian? A real born again Christian is a person who treats Jesus as Lord. Egyptian way. I like this way more. To my heart. I give my heart to you. You are my Lord. Lord. And if the Lord say, turn right, turn left. If the Lord say do you, turn right, no. No, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. Don't tell me. You are not born again, basically. you just church goer. I know this teaching is strong, but I want to be clear because there are teachings out there that tell you you can do whatever you want. No, you don't do whatever you want. You do what God says. You need to submit to God. He is your master. And Jesus came into the world to be a human being like you and me, filled with the Holy Spirit, to show you the way you walk with God. Let me show you how Jesus walked with the Father. In John chapter 5, verse 19, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most actually I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. So what does he say here? Jesus as a human, when the father turned right, he turned right. When he see the father show him the sign, turn left, he turned left. When the father tells him to say this, he say that. When the father say go to that city, he goes to that city. He followed the father one thousand percent. He obeyed the Father 1,000, million thousand percent. He showed us how we should walk with God as a believer. We submit to God. He is our master. And whatever He says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I show my faith in action. I do what you say. I have faith in what you say. We talk about Pastor Dar's sickness. Symptoms and when God spoke to me at that moment in the worship time, He said, Pray for her right now. I give you faith, supernatural faith right now. I pray, I obey. Boom, 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 boom. I pray. She was standing on the right side. I close my eyes and say, In Jesus' name, I believe her symptoms going to be gone. And I believe, and I even quote that by the strife of Jesus, I remind God of His promise and God healed her. I obey God and the blessing come to my wife. When you obey the Lord, the blessing will come to you, and the blessing will go to other people. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 8. How many people want to follow the footstep of Jesus? How many people say, Jesus is my Lord? Or Jesus is just your servant giving you a job, giving you a boyfriend? No, Jesus is your Lord. Is that right? So you need to follow his footstep. Whatever he says, do it. Galatians 6, 7 to 8. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. This is the supernatural spiritual principle or law. And the one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit he will reap eternal life. Now we come to the truth that why we should treat Jesus as our Lord. And why we walk in faith and show our faith in obedience. This is a reality. In our life, we have a battle or a war all the time. The war between the Holy Spirit in us, God in us. The war against our flesh, sinful nature. The war against the world system and evil spirit around us. And the Bible is so clear here. How many people love yourself? How many people want to be healthy? How many people want to die at old age? I prayed to God a few days ago when I was talking to my patients whose dad and mom died of cancer. And a lot of people died of terrible diseases. And I was talking to God. God, can I die this way? I just sit on the couch, and my heart stops, and I go to heaven. Or maybe another way, I die this way. I just got picked up by God, like Elijah, or like Enoch. I just stand here, and Pastor Dahl look at me. Oh, my husband go up. I go too, <laughs> with him. In other words, God is going to give me life with good heart, good body, good back, good joint until the last day of my life. I'm not going to be with the Lord without those kind of suffering. Life. How we can live that way, that have life? Walk with the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord will tell you, teach you the law here. He will tell you what to do. You walk with the Spirit, whatever the Spirit say. Forgive, you forgive. But if you follow your flesh, you're going to reap destruction. You're going to reap death. I don't want death. I'm a doctor. I see so many sickness and disease every single day. It's so terrible. I don't want death. I don't want surgery. I don't want to take chemotherapy. I'm not looking down on people who have cancer or anything. Don't take me wrong. I sympathize. But I fight. I'm fighting against death myself and for my members. And that's why I teach this lesson because I loved you. I want you to fight too. How to fight. You need to follow the Holy Spirit. You need to show your faith in action of obedience. Don't goof around. Don't quote all those preachers who say, that's okay, lah. You can sin. You can do whatever you want. There is no law anymore. Throw the Bible away. No. You need to follow what the Spirit tells you. And that is in the Bible. Who wrote the Bible? The Holy Spirit. Is that Right? I'm going to read that scripture soon. Galatians 5, 16 to 18. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. We all still living in this body. We have sinful nature. Everybody, no exception in this room, and those who listen later on and on live stream right now, we all have sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit of Jesus. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature? They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. Your desire, you want to cheat, but you don't do it. No, I'm not going to cheat. Your desire, maybe you want to go to gamble, but you say no. The Holy Spirit said no gamble. You don't do what you desire to do. You have to obey God. You need to die to the flesh and say no, no, no to your sinful nature. That is a real faith. If you really believe that Jesus is your master, you obey him. You exercise your faith by action, obedience, action. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, that's why I love the Holy Spirit. That's why I love to lay hand. That's why I want to see my members get touched by the Spirit, yield to the Spirit. You know, sometimes you think it's crazy that people fall down. Maybe it's a culture in New Hope International Church that people get prayed for and fall down. Actually, tell you the truth, it's not about falling down. It's about yielding. Really. When the Holy Spirit touched me, I can do two things. Oh, okay, you are the surgeon. I'm going to lie down on the operating table. And you can do anything to me. You can cut the stuff out of me. You can give me power to fight with my sinful nature. It's about yielding. It's about surrendering to the Holy Spirit. It's not about falling. It's a hard attitude. I yield to you, Lord. You can do whatever you want. We need to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 8. Are you okay? Wow, today we have stake here. Very strong teaching. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, of life. How many people want life? How many people want death? I don't want, our life. How are you going to have life? You follow the law of the Spirit. What is the law of the Spirit? Holiness, righteousness, obeying God. Okay? Set me free from the law of sin and death. Again, battle. Holy Spirit and sin and death. Life, Holy Spirit, sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. This law in here, the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, and it's hard to do because of our sinful nature. But I'm a preacher who will not compromise the message. I will not try to please you to say, okay, la, don't worry about this law. no. We still need to follow the law. We cannot do all the time. We make mistakes. We all sin against God. That's why we can come to Jesus and ask for forgiveness, and He paid the price for us. And we don't need to live in condemnation anymore. God did by sending His own Son in likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemns sin in sinful man. So Jesus is so powerful. He overcame sin. He came into your life. And he has the power to condemn sin. So that you don't have to sin anymore. He has the power in you. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. Who do not live according to the sinful nature. Please don't live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. We need to be spiritual people. What does it mean, spiritual people? It doesn't mean religious, like, Amen. This is religious, Amen. And carry the Bible and walk this way. Amen. No. No. Spiritual Christian means who humble themselves to yield with the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit and don't walk in the flesh. That's what it means, spiritual Christians. You don't have to act religious like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the couldn't see and the wouldn't see. Amen? You act normal, but you walk according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance to the Holy Spirit, have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. That's why I love revival. Because when you come to revival, you get touched, you get laid hand on. You focus on the Holy Spirit, you don't focus on yourself. You try to hook up to the Holy Spirit. The mind of sinful nature is death. Again, death, corruption, come from sin. But the mind controlled by the Holy Spirit is life and peace. Opposite. Sin, death, Holy Spirit, life, and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. That's one of the reasons some people don't like me. When they listen to my teaching, they walk out. They don't like me because the sinful nature inside them hate this preacher. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about holiness. He's talking about walking with God. My sinful nature inside is hostile. Is against this preacher. It does not submit to God law nor can it do so those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please god do you want to please god i want to please god the best person in your life that you should please yes i try to please my wife every day happy wife happy life i'm trying to improve right now to be a better sweeter husband try to be sweet to her more and more i came from thai chinese background Usually Thai man doesn't show love to the wife that much. But now I'm changing to be honey, hug you, love you, more sensitive. Because I want to please my wife. But one person that you should please even more than your spouse is God. You want to please God. And if you please God, God will show special favor to you. And His favor can save you from death can save you from being cheated. The favor from God can get promotion, success. You're going to get to the right place at the right time, taking you to the right place, meet the right people, meet the right customer. The favor of God. How you get the favor, you need to please the Lord. Amen? Amen? And God knows that we cannot walk in holiness and righteousness by our own strength. He knows we are weak people. The sinful nature is so strong. We were born with sinful nature. We grew up with sinful nature. It is our friend all these years. And the devil works so hard to to get us to sin. By his grace, how does he help us? How God helps us. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Everyone say, the spirit of grace. Yes. Sometimes people say that grace means God showed mercy to you and me, that he died for you and me, once for all. We, he died already, so we don't have to worry about repentance and about forgiveness of sin, about confessing our sin anymore. God died for me already. Done deal. <laughs> grace, thank God. That is a, B, C for the word grace. Very basic. Actually, grace is more than just Jesus died for you. Grace is the person. His name is the Holy Spirit. The first demonstration of grace is that God sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay for your sin so that you don't have to live in sin, so that you can be righteous. But that is A. You haven't gone too sad yet. Or Z. A, B, C, D. You are just only... In the primary school. You are not a PhD yet. If you want to go to college, university, and finish whatever. Bachelor degree, master degree. You need to understand that the grace is not just something God showed mercy to you. Grace is the person. His name is the Holy Spirit. He gave the Holy Spirit to us so that we can have power to say no to sin. To say no to our sinful nature. The Holy Spirit is full of grace and power so that we don't need to walk in death. He knows that if we keep sinning, it's going to go downhill. The family is going to break down. We're going to lose money. We're going to get into trouble. We're going to be sick. The devil will attack us because we open the door for the devil to attack us because we keep sinning and sinning and sinning. So He gives us grace, the Spirit, so that we stop sinning and doing the right thing so that we can be blessed. Amen. We can have life, success, promotion, good breaks, breakthroughs. We can have prosperity and success because we walk the right way, the way of the Spirit. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. Are you following me? Yes. I believe I'm teaching very foundational things about Christian life. A lot of people don't understand this fact at all. Oh, how much worse punishment do you suppose... Will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? Do you know that when you sin against God, you insult the Spirit of God? You insult Him because He tried to help you, but you say, I don't care. I will do whatever I want. I don't want to insult the Spirit of grace. Now, as a human being, what motivates us to follow the Holy Spirit, to say no to the sinful nature, to show our faith in actions? It's not easy, I tell you, not easy. I sympathize everybody in this room. It's not easy to say no to sinful nature and to follow the Holy Spirit. But there must be some motivation on the inside. I remember when I moved to America in 1985, I find out that it took me eight years to finish Diploma to be a neurosurgeon in America. Eight years. Painful. I was biting the bullet. I'm going to go through this eight years of school at University of Washington. And you know what motivated me to finish the school, to get a diploma and practice in America? What motivated me, not the diploma itself, but my wife and my children. I want to take care of them. I don't want them to suffer. I want to be a good provider to them. So I'm going to go to school and eventually get a good job so that I can feed my family, so that I can bless the kingdom of God with my finances. I can get involved in the mission because I have money to give. Something motivates me. Let me show you two things that should motivate you to obey God. Matthew 22, 35 to 40. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The first motivation that causes to make us Follow the Holy Spirit is the love for God. How can we tell a person love God? Obedience. When you love God, you obey God. It's so simple. You don't need to sing song to show me, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. Turn around, play gamble. Watching pornography, I don't believe you. You don't love God. Sometimes Christians tell me this. You know, pastor, don't worry. I'm fine. Why are you fine? Because I know the Lord loves me. I know the Lord loves me so much. Oh, I agree with that. (laughs) I agree the Lord loves you and the Lord loves sinners too. And the Lord loves me too and the Lord loves you too. Love everybody in the world. And then the Holy Spirit asked me, asked him this question. How about you? Do you love the Lord? Yes, the Lord loves you. That is not a question. Actually, no question. The Lord loves you and me. But the question is, do you love the Lord your God? With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, you ask yourself. And how can I tell that you love the Lord? You obey Him. Now, I sympathize. It's not easy to love the Lord because there are temptations out there to love money, love your house, love your car, love this and that. Oh, you cannot see God hard to love somebody who don't see it's so easy to love your house your car your bank account your business more than god it's so easy i sympathize and i don't condemn anybody because i face that to myself i have to fight in my heart to love god more than something else i'm still fighting in myself because i'm living in the sinful body but thank god The spirit of grace will help you to love the Lord. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. Whom he has given us. You remember Pastor say a while ago. Please come to revival service. Please get lay hand on. Please fill with the Holy Spirit. You know why one of the reasons? why we call revival revival is about falling in love with god again you no know, christian can be lukewarm can be so dull to god yeah i believe in god but so what the first love inside is gone the excitement about god is gone oh i just drag my feet to go to church on sunday i'm not excited to come to church anymore the first love is gone i love revival because revival is holy spirit touch people And the first love came back. Who poured the love into that person's heart? The Holy Spirit to fall in love with Jesus again. That's why we have revival service every two months. But if you don't need it, I can cancel it. And I can do it out country, somewhere else. (laughs) Really? If the New Hope International Church people don't want revival service, I can cancel and I can do it in San Diego, somewhere else in the world, but not here. We need the Holy Spirit to pour the love into our heart so that we can love God with all our heart. That's the first motivation. My motivation of serving the Lord is that I love Him so much. He died for me. He provides for me. He protects me. He's so good to me. I love Him. I don't want to hurt His feeling. I want to obey Him. The second reason that we... Obey God and we walk in obedience by faith. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 13. Quote a lot of scripture. Do you mind? I have another half sermon here. Just kidding. <laughs> the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth. I mean God. Hate. God hates pride, arrogance, evil way and the perverse mouth. Don't speak perverse language. What is the second reason we don't want to sin against God? The second reason is the fear of the Lord inside us. That's why sometimes God had to spank us. I and Pastor Doug got spanked many times when we were new believers. When he spanked us, it doesn't mean that he come and give bad stuff to you. What it means is this. He took off the protection and the devil attacked you. You may be in the hospital bed. You may get into big trouble and you wake up. Oh, I should not have done that. I should stop. I'm in trouble right now. I fear the Lord. If you read the whole Bible here, God spanked everybody. Abraham got spanked. David got spanked. Get disciplined because he loved. Which way you want, I hope you're wise enough. If the Father in heaven tell you, turn right and you agree to turn right and you get the blessing. Or God say turn right and you turn left and you keep turning left and you don't care. And eventually, poof, which one better? Blessing or the rot? Blessing. 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 Amen? Amen? I hope you walk in the fear of God. One preacher in America in the 80s went to jail. This is in public. I share. I don't want to quote the name. He went to jail because he cheated money in his ministry. When he came out from the jail, He gave the interview. He said that, I love God. But the reason I went to jail, because I did not fear God. You think about it. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. My brother and sister, the third motivation that you want to follow the Holy Spirit is that you want to become more like Jesus Christ. You want to give God good reputation. When I first came to America, one of my junior residents, I still remember his face and his name. This man claimed in the hospital, I am a Christian. But his behavior was nasty. He was very arrogant. He was very demanding, entitled, and very rude to people. And when I look at his life, I shook my head. Jesus is losing reputation in the University of Washington and Harborview Hospital because this man claimed to be a Christian, but he behaved very wickedly. If you really love God, you want to become like Jesus so that you can give glory to him. People did not see Jesus. They see you. And if they see you and you behave worldly, wicked, Jesus is going to lose reputation. Is that right? How many people want to be like Jesus. The Bible talks about four kinds of soil. The first one is the pavement in the book of Luke chapter 8. The second one is the rocky soil. The third one is the thorny soil, full of thorn. And the fourth one is the good soil. I hope that you are the good soil. When the seed of the word drop into your heart, you practice what you learn. You don't be stubborn. You don't go against what God say. If you do that, you're gonna be thorny soil or rocky soil. I want to be fruitful to produce fifty times, sixty times, hundred times in my life. I want to be a good soil. Whatever God say, yes, I do it. When the Holy Spirit said something, yes, Lord, I do it. I want to be a good soil. I want to give glory to the Lord. King David said in Psalm 51, verses 10 to 11, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. You may think that New Hope is a charismatic church, revival church, this guy, Pastor Lau, is so crazy about the Holy Spirit. He wants to lay hand, and people laugh and people cry. Demon come out. This guy is crazy about Holy Spirit. Oh, thousand years ago, there was another man named King David. He was also crazy about the Holy Spirit. Not just only this generation. David, the king of a country, say, renew the spirit within me. I don't want to sin against God. I want to be a good believer. I want to please you. I want to fear you. I want to love you. I want to do the right thing. And his sentence, don't take the Holy Spirit from me because he knows that the Spirit of grace will help him to be able to obey God. We need the Holy Spirit. Bigger and bigger, and your flesh decrease and decrease. I like what John said. I decrease and he increases. My flesh my person here, Pastor Lao, Dr. Varun Laohaprasit, die, decrease. Spirit, more in me. I die, I decrease. But he increases in me. That's how we should walk. Amen? Amen. Let me read a few more scriptures. Wow, I still have a few. Matthew 7, can you bear with me? I just want to make sure you understand how to walk with God. Because I don't want you to be bombarded by false teaching anymore. Matthew 7, 21 to 27. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Scary. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Wow, faith have to follow by action. You do the will of the Father. You don't just say, Lord, 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 I love you, la, 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 la. You don't do that. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Can people have power to do great things? Yeah, in the name of Jesus. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears this saying of mine and does them, God still expects us to know the Bible, God expect us to know what he says? Yes! We still need to know the Bible. Don't throw it away. Don't throw the law away. And thus them obey the Bible. I will liken him, a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the f- floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall. How many people want to build your house on the rock like that? And your life will stay still Until one day you go up to heaven like Enoch and Elijah. You don't have to die sooner. You're so strong. The devil cannot touch you. Amen. Matthew 7, 23, I read from Amplified Bible. Then I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. And you who act wickedly, disregarding my Commands. Do we still have the commands of God today? We still have the commands. Should we say, God doesn't have command anymore? We should not say that. We still have the command. How can we obey the commands? Because we love God. We have the fear of God. We want to become like Jesus. And because we have the spirit of grace, spirit of revival inside us, power to be able to do what the word of God says. Amen. Jesus said, do not think that I come to destroy the law or the prophet. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Whoever, therefore, breaks one of the the least of these commandments and teaches men so, shall be called least of the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says clearly, that's why as a pastor and preacher, I will never compromise the word of God to please anybody to be in this church. If you don't like me, you don't want to be in this church, it's your business. My job is to follow what the Bible says and teach you the truth. And it's up to you. My job is to teach you. You have to make the choice. Let me read a few more. James chapter 2, 19 to 20. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish man. I hope you are not foolish man. I hope this is not for you. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Yes, you're saved by grace through faith. But real faith followed by deeds and action. Is it clear? If you don't practice what you learn and you say you have faith, you don't really have faith. Your faith is dead. John fourteen fifteen. if you love me, Keep my commandments. 24, he who does not love me will not obey my teachings. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. God loves you for sure. The question is, do you love God? If you love God, you obey his commandments. The Bible says in 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. We still need to follow the Bible and we need to still follow the Holy Spirit. Let me read a few more scriptures. The promise of God for those who love him, obey him, walk by faith in action, and the Lord promised. This is a promise of God. 1 John 3:22. I have taught for a long time now. God save us by his grace. Jesus died for us so that our sin will be put on his body and we can become righteous by his position. And we still make mistakes, but every time we make mistake, we repent and ask God for forgiveness. He cleanses and forgives us. We are not perfect. Pastor Lau is not perfect. You are not perfect. But as time goes by, the Spirit of God, Spirit of grace, change our life to sin less and less and less and obey God. We grow spiritually. We become more mature in Christ. We don't stay baby forever. The more we grow, the less sin we will practice. And you have to be careful because many Christians will not be in heaven. Many so-called, I say it wrong, many, quote-unquote, Christian will not be in heaven. The Lord say, I don't know you. Okay? Now, God promised. First John 3:22, And receive from Him anything we ask, because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. How many people want God to answer your prayer? How many people say that oh, I need to go to Disneyland, but the Broadcast said it's gonna be raining that day, but I already bought the ticket. God stop the rain and it's sunshine and then God stopped the rain and you can enjoy the Disneyland that day. You want God to answer your prayer? Yeah. Yesterday I went to Bellevue Mall with my daughter and granddaughter to buy some Christmas gift for my honey. And when we saw the crowd, the, the all the cars, whoo this is not fun. So many cars, people. The Bellevue Mall was packed. So when we were driving in to Bellevue Mall, you know what I did? I know God loved me. I am the son who obey God. He said, receive from him anything you ask because you obey his command and do what pleases him. I'm the man who pleased God all the days of my life since I've become a Christian. I say, God, I need a parking spot in front of the door just one minute walk boom i turn in somebody pull off i drove in i walked to the door within half minute god answered my prayer because i obey him and i want to please him john 15:7 you remain in me and my words remain in you Ask whatever you wish this is like a blank check with his signature and your name on it, but no amount. You can put amount yourself. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. Do you want to have that lifestyle? Obey the Lord. Amen? Last scripture, and I'm done. I know, I promise you, I can read a lot of scripture. Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows Grace and favor and future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. How many people want that? Grace, favor, glory, honor, splendor, heavenly bliss. No good thing will He withhold from those who walked uprightly. Don't listen to the preachers who say that you can do whatever you want, no more commandments, the grace of God will cover you for the rest of your life, please, the Lord is not happy with that that kind of teaching. It's the lie. That you can live loosely, you can follow your flesh, you can do whatever you want, and you don't have to care about what God feels and God sees. You need to care how God feels about you. Live a life that is upright before the Lord. Obey the Holy Spirit. Obey the word. I know we cannot do it 100% of the time because we are human beings. The Lord spoke to me yesterday. Because I'm going to preach this sermon. The Lord said, listen carefully. I have grace for my children. I know they make mistakes. You make mistakes too. Me, pass aloud. Sometimes I sin. Sometimes I get mad. I sin, you sin, we all make mistakes off and on. And we say, oops, oh, I'm sorry, God. I repent, I'm going to stop doing this. But this is the problem. If your sinful life is a lifestyle, and you don't even care what God says, that is very dangerous. We all sin, and we all make mistakes, but should not be a lifestyle. And we don't even care that I sin against God. Young people in this room, you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, you may make a mistake because you have hormone and you sleep with that person without marriage. You commit fornication. I sympathize because we all have hormones. We make mistakes. But please stop it. Please say, God, I'm sorry. I should not commit fornication. I'm going to control my flesh. I'm going to live a righteous life. I'm going to be upright. I'm not going to make God upset with me. If you keep doing that, keep going that way, eventually God has to spank you. You may get pregnant before marriage. You get into big trouble now. You cannot finish your school or whatever. You're going to have to pay the price later on if you keep living a sinful lifestyle. Because sin will lead to death. you still love me? I love you. That's why I preach this one. I believe that Jesus is very pleased with me today. I know this kind of message is not popular in America. People like to hear, God bless you, God loves you. You can do whatever you want, God bless you anyway. Blah, 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 blah. People love that kind of message. But I think we cheat the Bible, not to preach the truth. We need to tell you the truth. Amen? I don't condemn anybody. I'm one of the crowds. I'm part of you. I still make mistakes too. I still struggle with my sin. We all struggle. But by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, we can every day walk uprightly. Increase the love of God in your heart. Increase the fear of God in your heart. Put the new goal of your life. My goal is to become more like Jesus. Amen? Okay. If I offend you, please forgive me. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Should we confess together? Let's stand up and confess. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for showing me the Word of God that my pastor read to me. Lord, I believe you love me. That's why you send your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the world to save me, to give grace to me, to open the door of the blessings, healing, prosperity, righteousness, success, Victory, Victory. good breaks, breaks. promotion. Promotion. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus. I received you. you. Receive your grace grace. by faith. faith. Thank Thank you, Lord. Lord. But I make a decision. decision. Depending Depending on the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace, To love you more every day. To walk in the reverent fear of the Lord. To hate sin. To hate pride and arrogance. To hate perverse mouth. But love righteousness. Love the kingdom of God. Jesus... I announce from my mouth and I believe in my heart you are my master. You are the owner of my life. When you say turn right, I obey you. I will do your will. I want to be a good soil. Oh Lord, from today on, By the Spirit of grace, I can walk uprightly. And you shall bless me. Whatever I ask, you shall answer me. You shall not withhold any good things in my life. And I will have rewards in heaven. And I will give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you.